0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of NFT 305 presented to you by NFT Rumors. In today's episode, Alec and I are going to be giving you, as usual, the NFT and crypto news updates that you so desperately want. We also have an awesome interview with NFT artist Gabe Weiss. He's a verified artist on OpenSea and is climbing up the rankings and his pieces are amazing and we have a great conversation about all things NFT art and just how art is empowering NFT creators in general. So stay tuned for that at the end of the episode. We also have a special announcement from the NFT Rumors team that we may or may not be releasing, but we'll see. So as always, follow us on Twitter at NFT Rumors. Check out the website NFTrumors.com for daily blog posts. And let's get started.
1: In today's first story, Mila Kunis, the actress notable for her roles in That 70s Show in Family Guy, has partnered with the founder of CryptoKitties on the Stoner Cats Project. It's going to be an NFT series focused on female empowerment and cats that enjoy marijuana, and it's going to be released in July.
0: Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, who recently invested $4 million in NFT music platform NFT Genius, announced on the Gary Vee podcast late last week that the Dallas Mavericks would begin selling tickets as NFTs. McLaren
1: Racing announced a partnership with Tezos to create an NFT platform for their Formula One, IndyCar series, and eSports lines. This comes just days after Porsche announced their Fanzone NFT card
0: collection. Staying on the topic of racing, Riot Racers, the NFT play-to-earn racing game, had its second official drop yesterday. Users of Riot Racers can enter these race cars into events where the top three race cars will win Riot tokens. These tokens can then be exchanged on Uniswap, as well as purchase land, tracks, and billboards. NBA Top Shot announced that they've hired a new general
1: manager, Tristan Radink. Tristan had previously worked for Disney Interactive and has
0: experience in the online gaming industry. The Crypto.com Capital Division has announced a new investment into NFT marketplace Hodui.com. The investment is for an undisclosed fee, and Hodui.com is hoping to become the eBay of NFT marketplaces.
1: In general crypto news, the Agricultural Bank of China published a Bitcoin ban announcement only to delete it within minutes paused a couple hours, and then republished the ban again. This is only the latest in a series of negative news coming out of China, and as Bitcoin miners look for new countries to go, the Miami mayor, Mayor Suarez, has publicly announced that
0: Miami is open to receiving these Bitcoin miners. We got some beef in the music industry. Damon Dash, who co-founded Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z, is attempting to sell Jay-Z's debut album, Reasonable Doubt, as an NFT, even though he only owns one third of the copyright. Obviously, Jay-Z is not very happy about this, and he has filed a lawsuit against Damon Dash. Damon Dash has responded calling Jay-Z a liar and a bully, but we'll let them settle it in court.
1: That was today's NFT news updates. We hope you enjoyed. Now we're going to transition over to our conversation with NFT artist Gabe Weiss. We had the pleasure of meeting Gabe here in Miami during the Bitcoin conference week. And in our conversation, we jump into his experiences being on the forefront of the NFT art revolution, his artistic styles and learning a little bit more about Gabe. So let's jump into that.
0: We welcome a very special guest today to NFT 305 It is NFT artist Gabe Weiss. He is local to the Bay Area. And thank you for joining us today, Gabe. Super excited to be here. Uh, so to get started, uh, we'd like you to just give a little background information about yourself. How long have you been painting, creating, all that?
2: Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm here in the Bay Area. I've been painting for the last twenty years. Just had my fortieth birthday a couple weeks ago, so I feel like right in the between being an old time painter and still being considered emerging artist, but. Yeah, I've been painting for 20 years. I kind of do mixed media, cubist style, kind of graffiti art. And then in February, I learned about NFTs and just jumped kind of 100% into the community. And I've been thriving more than I ever have in the regular art world through NFTs. So that's kind of been what's been going on lately. We've got a couple kids and an amazing wife here in the Bay and just trying to live a, live a prosperous, fun, fun life with purpose and some integrity.
1: That's great. And I know right now you're being a little bit humble. Uh, you've become extremely popular over the last couple of months. I know you've grown to over 80,000 followers on Instagram. How do you feel about this sort of newfound fame and like this new popularity that's grown so quickly?
2: I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. I won't lie. I mean, it feels a little bit like that Phil Collins song, like "I've been waiting for this moment for all my life" type of thing. Because for the last seventeen years, I've kind of been a community organizer here. Um, so I think with NFTs. I'm, it's like merging all of the things I like to do, which is like forming communities, um, kind of building stuff together with teams. And then, I mean, then I get to put my art on top of it, which um, is exciting. And I think, you know, sometimes with art, it's really does it, is it exciting the artist? So for me, I paint everything beforehand. So I have a nice canvas then I get high resolution photos of it. And then on top of it, I've been kind of adding digital illustration. So for me, it's like so exciting because I feel like I'm getting to do art in a ways that like I never have before. So it's all fresh and fun. And yeah, it's, it's been thrilling.
0: So speaking about your art, uh, your collection is up on OpenSea. It's called Art by Gabe Weiss. Everyone should check it out. Uh, so obviously with art everyone has different in- interpretations of any individual piece uh, but in your opinion what are you trying to say with your with your work
2: so I'm trying to create these these images that could like a caveman could understand or someone like a million years into the future there's just sort of this like universal like, there's no one culture that they represent. Like I've had people from every culture in the world say that my art reminded them of their kind of like cultural art. Um, So it's kind of, yeah, it's hard to describe other than like, I'm trying to make almost these artifacts where there's no time understanding with them per se. Like sometimes people say they look ancient. Sometimes they're like futuristic. So Um, playing with that. And then just the kind of redemption and the fact that we're all a little bit different from time to time. So I usually have multiple faces on all my work to just speak to, you know, who we are can change moment to moment has been my experience. So I would say those are the biggest influences in like what I'm trying to create with my work.
1: That's great. And sticking on the topic of style, I know you describe yourself as a cubist stream of consciousness. Who are some of the major artists who might've been an inspiration for your stylistic choices? I know you kind of pull from a bag of influences and kind of create this own unique style. So I'm curious.
2: I mean, there's the obvious Picasso and Basquiat and George Kondo. I mean, those three, there's um, just stuff I'm seeing on the internet. I mean, there's just no way anyone says, like, unless you're living in a cave, you're just influenced by culture and who you're surrounded with. And so, you know, I've been a pretty big consumer of art and collage art. So there's... There's a lot of influences, but those three kind of jump out to me as like, like they're legends and obvious, obviously. And so it's hard not to have some influence from them. So kind of taking a
0: segue and talking about the technology, uh, you said you started minting your pieces in February. Uh, how did you come across blockchain technology and what ultimately made you decide to start minting your pieces as NFTs?
2: I got it. I've only reached, I mean, I don't know, December, November. i mean, I've been reading about crypto for 10 years. I mean, I'm here in the Bay area, so it's not like it's pretty common and a lot of people are into it. I just having worked in politics, my always leave thing that always scared me was just that the government was going to come in and ruin it at some point was like always been the fear behind. And then I think, knowing that Coinbase is going to turn into an IPO and just hearing some of the stuff around regulation. Like, I just know that if a little bank closing in 2008 could cause a financial crisis, that if the government like closes Coinbase or does stuff like this for these major, major corporations at this point, that like, I just think the cat's out of the bag. So... I went from a crypto like pessimist to recently becoming a very very bullish on crypto. And so in February when I heard about it and then you know for me a lot of this is about royalties. I think that's one of the best things for artists is the fact that you can get 10% every time one of your NFTs is sold. I mean you can get more than that if you if you choose to, but I do 10%. Um, that's kind of a game changer for a lot of us who are like right on the cusp of like, I mean, I've done really well recently, but you know, some people that bought paintings last year for me for $2,000 can now sell them for 25,000 and I'll get nothing out of it. So, um, you know, NFTs are definitely, I would be really shocked if in 10 years, like 95% of artists aren't NFT artists.
1: Right. And then on the topic of sort of commissions and marketplaces, what made you choose OpenSea over other NFT marketplaces?
2: I just started seeing that, like, I think other than Super Rare, that has like some of these platforms maybe when they first start will have new kind of clientele but so many people from of my collectors know me personally have talked to me on clubhouse have talked to me at least like through twitter um have followed me on instagram for years so I think I come to it with like my own kind of dedicated fan base where OpenSea is free for minting. So instead of giving a couple hundred bucks every time you want to do a piece to just get the same people that would buy it from you, no matter what the platform was, I just always have chosen free. And then, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I got lucky and I mean hopefully it's because they saw what I was building, but I was the featured artist on OpenSea. And that now because of that, I just have so many people that kind of know me through OpenSea that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to switch it, switch it up.
1: Right. And I know you mentioned earlier that your pieces usually start off as physical pieces and then you take digital images and you can edit them have you ever tied a physical or unlockable content to your NFT?
2: Yeah. The first time I did it, it was a a guy by the name of Amir, um, who started the NFT guild and he's one of the top collectors in all of NFTs. He goes by Mondor um, on Twitter and he bought a piece of mine that was a painting and an NFT. And I put up a couple more. It just, because my paintings are selling for so much, then the NFT combo is pretty high. So, you know, there aren't two, that many people who can afford like $15,000 worth of Ethereum necessarily. So it, my sweet spot for a lot of the works I've been doing is kind of around a little over $1,000 for like maybe like a seven of seven. So it's almost like a print. But... There's more people that have, you know, $400 to $1,400 than there are people that have $14,000. So I kind of cater to that clientele more just because so far I've been able to make a lot of my collectors a bunch of money on the secondary sales. Like someone bought one two months ago for 0.4 and I think sold it for 9.5 Ethereum, like over $30,000. Like someone recently bought one one week ago for 0. 0.777 and then sold it for five ETH. So it's like they made 10 grand in a week from my art, oh, wow. um, which some people say, like, oh, that means you should raise your prices. But like, I think as long as I kind of keep having a base of collectors who are just furiously buying my stuff and as long as I keep having demand and like making collectors money. My sense is that I'll just keep having a lot of collectors whereas at a certain point if you charge so much that people can't like flip it at all, then I just think you start to eat eat at your collector base a little bit in the NFT space. So, right. I'm here I'm here to make my my collectors as much money as I can while obviously I'll you know, hopefully doing well myself
0: right so you know obviously speaking on that uh you know your collectors are selling them for 5x 10x of what they're buying them for uh do you think that one of the biggest positives for uh the nft wave and art is these secondary sales that now the artists are able to you know get a cut of
2: i think that's a huge part of it i mean also like just how transparent it is on the blockchain. Because, like, right now, I don't really have prices up for my paintings. So someone, you know, they're going for a lot of money. But, like, pe- other people don't know that necessarily. They almost have to take my word or, or not. Whereas with the blockchain stuff, you can really just see, like, someone just paid 9.5 Ethereum for it someone paid five at the, I mean, and it's just like so transparent and obvious. So I think if you're doing well, like if, if you're not doing well, it's easier with the other method of just like smoking mirrors and whatever for selling art. But I think with, especially as you build momentum on the blockchain, it's like everyone can kind of upfront see it, which just as an artist who's doing really well, that's been kind of enormous for me that like people are like look at your stats on open i i'm like what what does that mean <laughs> it's like there's look how many secondary sales look at your average price point look at all these they're like like look how many individual unique collectors because some people only have four or five collectors who just buy all their stuff whereas i have like 150 plus other platforms that I've sold on so probably 170 unique collectors which is actually pretty large for this space Um, so by all indications my stats are really good which then drives more demand and sales I think because and so transparency when you're doing well at least is quite helpful for you.
1: Great. And then switching over to kind of the holistic NFT community. I know we met you here in Miami during the Bitcoin conference week. Uh, what can you say about your involvement in the NFT community, whether it be through NFTS tips or connecting with other artists or just collectors?
2: So I just, it's given me so many opportunities. I just got put into a DAO for Stratosphere and we're going to be, there's 500 screens in Beijing that we've gotten access to to do like the biggest digital art show I think ever and so people won't sell them per se but they'll have links to all the places where they could buy them so I think it's just opening up markets is like a huge thing that I'm into Um, being in Miami for those five days like the amount of people I met and just like My refrain lately has been like, this is not the time to think small, like go big, like think bigger, dream bigger. And so, you know, I truly believe that this is probably the most revolutionary thing that's happened in my 40 years of life, like between blockchain and then changing our ideas around value And, like, actually getting to buy, like, almost, like, stock in a person that you believe in through NFTs, like, is just so, so revolutionary. So, like, I'm sitting there and I'm just, I'm seeing life's being changed right now. I mean, I I gave some money so a a Venezuelan artist could mint recently. I just sent him $300 worth of Ethereum. And he was, like, crying. Like, I had given him a whole year's worth of salary to, like, like, just, like, the fact that we're able to send money around the world in, in ways that can change people's life. I mean, like, there's so many aspects to, like, community building and, like, making sure that we're looking after people around the globe, so... I'm super excited just generally for all the opportunities to kind of grow the community.
0: Yeah. The, the NFT community from what me and Alec have learned is just so extremely supportive and everyone is working together and, you know, kind of has the same end goal in mind, which is great. Uh, So our last question we have for you here. So other than a painter, what makes Gabe Weiss, Gabe Weiss, what else do you do?
2: So just I mean, empowering people. So that's kind of what I've been doing for as community political organizer for a long time. Uh, I mean, I think in our conversations, I wasn't, I was saying similar stuff is like, let's go big. Let's like think bigger. Like just in general, I want to be in the empowering business. I think if everyone you talk to, you're trying to have them live their best life and like hit their maximum potential like that's what I'm really about and so if I can you know I think I try to imbue that into my art um, and then in all my conversations with people so think big let's do this that's kind of how I think about the world and so it's exciting to be a part of a community that kind of thinks similarly and is ready for big things
0: yep well that's amazing. It's such a great, you know, motto to live by. Uh, so thank you so much for this conversation. Everyone who's listening, follow Gabe on Instagram. His Instagram is Gabe Weiss. He's also on Twitter at Gabriel J. Weiss. And everyone make sure you check out his collection on OpenSea. Uh, it's Art by Gabe Weiss, where you can actually own one of these amazing pieces. So Gabe, thank you so much. This has been
2: great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day.
0: All right, we hope you enjoyed that conversation we had with NFT artist Gabe Weiss. The NFT art community is so extremely strong and it's really what is going to drive NFTs into more mainstream adoption through these channels that you know people can have fun and collect. And it's just great to see. Um, We announced at the beginning of the episode that we had a very special announcement for all of our listeners. Uh, We are excited to announce that the NFT Rumors team has partnered with a local Miami company to bring you something that you want. We can't discuss any more details than that, but stay tuned for future podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at NFT Rumors. Check out the website, nftrumors.com. We'll have updates on all this. Trust me, it's definitely something you guys want and we'll disclose it later. But anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day.